0: Trips podcast. The quarterfinals are now over, with the semi-finals looming. The quarterfinals saw Spain, Italy, Denmark, and England all progress at the expense of Switzerland, Belgium, the Czech Republic, and Ukraine. In this podcast, we will view the quarterfinal matches, going over the result of our predictions of those games, as well as looking ahead to the semi-finals that take place tomorrow and Wednesday. I am your host Andy, and I am once again, I am once again joined by our series regulars. Uh, Naeem, Alex and Ryan. How are you boys?
1: Am yeah, I right?
2: Yeah, good, thank you. Good. No, good, good
3: you hey, good here?
0: Good here. I am in absolute agony myself. I, um, I've i just been come back from the gym, right? So I, I go about four times a week and I normally just do weights and do sort of stuff like that. And so I came went to the gym and normally because I Covid, you have to book your slot. So I went there thinking I'd booked my slot and I hadn't. So I um, got told, oh, there's no, we're fully, but we can't get you in last minute we got something called a spin class you can do, which I had no idea what it was. Oh man. <laughs> so I said, yeah, I'll do it. I've been, mean, I was good for the legs, so I'll do it. And then I got there and oh my God, I didn't realize how bad it was. Like my legs, I had to get lift homely and my legs were an <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, I spent the whole hour just an absolute hell. Like I didn't realize what I was getting into. And then you like, I spent the whole hour just hating the person doing, doing the instructions and like, like there's one point where I thought, oh, it's got to be over by now. And she said, oh, it's only set two of six. And I'm like, I'm yeah, all all these? yeah,
2: they're next level, man.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Like never, never did... she said to me at the end, oh, um, sorry for a bit of a shock to you, your first time doing it. Well, when you come back next time, you'll be fine. I, th- I thought I to myself, you think <laughs> they're coming back? <laughs> yeah, you've got to go back now. <laughs> you've got to go back. No chance. You know, next no time. <laughs> next time I forget my session and, um, you know, I get told you can just spin class. I, I'll just walk home.
2: <laughs> Go home, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly. Um, talking of going home, we will be talking about England in a bit. Um, so the first quarter-final took place on, on Friday it was between Spain and Switzerland. Uh, in the game, it was full of plenty of drama. Um, Spain took the lead in the eighth minute through um, an own goal from Dennis Acaria, Before then, jelen Chikiri uh, capitalised on a mistake by the Spanish defence to make it 1-1. Uh, Raymond Fuehler was then sent off. Um, in my opinion, harshly. Before then, it went to extra time. Neither side really did much in extra time. Couldn't, break the, couldn't Couldn't get the goal. It went to the shootout in one full of plenty of penalty misses, but it was Real Sociedad to Mikel Bial, who scored the winning penalty, to send Spain to the semi-final. So, I'm going to go to Naim first on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, my thoughts.
2: Um, well, Spain as always, dominating possession as always. Um... Yeah I, I, I thought they played well. With Spain they always, they always create a lot of chances but they're just not as clinical as you'd kind of hope they, they'd be. I know obviously in the previous two games they did score five goals each but yeah they're just, they're just not as clinical um, against certain teams and I think in the next round they probably, well against, against Italy, they might they might come up short because Italy's defence is pretty, pretty good. So, But with the red card yeah I thought that was a bit harsh to be fair. I, I, I can see why it was given, but yeah, in my opinion, it wasn't. It should maybe a yellow card at most, but um, yeah. Obviously, unfortunately, obviously it went to extra time, and then um, Switzerland were unlucky to obviously lose out on the penalties. But yeah, Spain yeah, they look alright, but yeah, I, I still I still feel I think next round they probably will um, go out to Italy. I reckon they're a bit more of a well, but more balanced team than Spain are at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think for me with the red card. I mean, you saw um something a bit similar with the ukraine sweden game but that one it was a lot a lot higher foot so i think that i that one i completely agreed with the red card position because it was so high but for me even though it wasn't on the floor don't don't get me wrong i still think at the same time it it wasn't high enough to be a red card in my opinion correct me if i'm wrong but yeah that's what i think personally uh but yeah i think you're completely right about spain with Italy. i think Spain will find their match will meet their match against Italy, and i think that Italy will be a step too far for them um, but we, oh, we will get into our predictions later on but yeah I think with Spain I think they showed also I mentioned in the last podcast uh, how I thought Spain's defence could let them down and it almost did in this game I mean the, the equaliser <laughs> I'm not sure what they're doing there with with, with the equaliser so I Probably do think
2: well.
0: <laughs> that, No, I mean we saw with Italy as well how good they are going forward as well as defensively so I do think that um they've got a tough task coming up tomorrow night in my opinion so um so yeah um i'm gonna go to ryan next on this one um so yeah what, what were your thoughts on
1: on the game i mean you meant, uh you mentioned defensively looking at their defense like just now they shouldn't be bad defensively when you no, look at no. who they've got like Jordi alba Paul torres laporta aspa like they're four Top-class players, so I don't really understand why they are as bad as they are defensively. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was one of the worst penalty shootouts I think I've ever seen. It was <laughs> so bad. How I don't, I don't understand. Like I think, I think the keepers as well have been really poor overall in this tournament for penalties. You haven't really seen like any great performances. I mean, who got a race is one particular one, but Jan Sommer. Yeah, apart from yeah, maybe apart from him, um, yeah, I thought I didn't think it was like the best of games in particular. I thought Spain were pretty, um, pretty average. Like I expected them to win quite comfortably, and I thought they were actually going to do a job on Switzerland, but they didn't really look up to it, and I can see them getting heavily beat by Italy. Yeah, what were your thoughts,
0: Alex, on the game? Uh, oh, I want to highlight
3: Pedri. He is mm-hmm. amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. Very He good completed
3: team. completed five tackles most on the pitch. Created five key passes as well, which I don't know is like shot for a pass so It's basically an assist without a goal. He yeah, he's fantastic. Eighteen years old. My god, he I I can't wait to watch Barcelona next season. Him and Frankie De Jong in midfield, that's nice.
0: Yeah, I didn't call to Grosso and and Depay in that mm. attack but obviously alongside Messi if he if he plays next year which I think he will um yeah I think Barca could be you know not many are probably talking about them in terms of Chab's league favourites next year and I don't think they're quite there yet especially with their manager but I do think that uh their team's one to look out for I think in terms of they've got I think they've got a nice mixture of young exciting players but also experienced um experienced players like Aguero like uh, even like um, people like um the pie as well and things like that so yeah um so yeah that, that that's our first game done our next game is gonna be the other semi-final um will be who the team who will face Spain in the semi-final is gonna be Italy after their two-one win against Belgium. Italy put in a convincing performance in what was an excellent game. Um uh, Nico Beretta scored the opener, squeezing past the Belgian defence and the great actor that is Ciro Immobile and um, give them the lead mm-hmm. <laughs> that was shocking. Um, yeah, good performance from Barella. Um, shout out to Ryan, who beat them up before the tournament. Um, they then doubled their lead through Lorenzo Insigne, who scored one of the goals of the tournament uh, with an excellent run from the halfway line and a brilliant finish past uh, Courtois. Um, and then Lukaku, Lukaku got a penalty to half the def- deficit as well as missing a glorious chance late on in the, at some point in the second half. Um, we'll go to the game. We'll man who, who backed the lot before the tournament and the man who covers Italian football, Ryan. Um, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on the game, but I also want to get your thoughts on Lukaku because and that's another game he's missed a good chance in in a big game. And I think that whilst he had a good season in the big games, probably in the Serie A, the season just gone, I think there's definitely been a sort of a... Theme of his career, where most time, most most of the time in England, he was often criticised for his sort of big game, um, sort of chances missed, or his maybe not as much, not like the same car we see in other games. And I think the one game that comes to mind is that semi final against Man U for Everton in the FA Cup, but he missed about three or four glorious chances, and I think. Um, but, yeah, I just, just, just want to get your thoughts on, on that, really. I just want to get your thoughts on, first of all, Italy, how they played in that game as well as Belgium. And then I want to get your thoughts on Nukaku and how he sort of overcomes this sort of tag he seems to have of not being a big game player.
1: Um, I mean, it's been noted beforehand it, that Italian football suits him generally mm. just because it's a lot slower than perhaps the other leagues. And um I don't know, like, I feel like he's done well this tournament, but, again, it was a big chance he missed, and I don't know. I think, I mean, every striker misses good chances, like, no matter how good they are, but, yeah, for me, it was always going to be a big miss to not have Kevin De Bruyne in there, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, they just didn't look... I mean, Italy, I thought, just, you know, it kind of shocked them, I think, with how good they were, especially in the first half. I didn't really have an answer. Like, you know, they got that penalty quite late in the first half, but I didn't really expect them to equalise at any point, and I didn't think like they were ever going to come back into the game. Italy just looked extremely comfortable. Uh, one one thing about Italy though is a massive loss for them is uh, Spinazzola, who's now mm. out. Yeah, uh, he's been such a key player for them this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's such a shame for him because. the system that they play I don't know who they'll replace them with or if they'll sort of tinker with their formation maybe but yeah they they just love the complete package for me they're full of confidence as are England and Denmark and probably not so much Spain but I don't think they will be beaten I was still sticking that they're going to win it I don't care who they come up against out any of the obviously the other two teams if they get through but yeah, for me, they just look, you know, too good.
0: Yeah, and I'll get onto this later on in our predictions. But I think out of the other semi, I think one team will be Italy in the final and one won't. Um, but Alex, what are your thoughts on this game?
3: Well, I, I'm, I'm still, I still can't get over Immobile. I thought he was fantastic in the you know, my favourite moment about that was watching the next day. Denmark, the Czech Republic, and the commentator m- midway through the game, he just went. Um, by the way, I have got an announcement to make um, for those of you saw Immobile's injury yesterday. I just want to let you know he is doing okay and uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's in a stable condition. <laughs> that, that was brilliant. I, lo- I love, I love the the shit-housery from him. Oh, yeah. the a more tactical point. I, I feel like football's undergone lots of different evolutions, you know, I think with penalties, we're starting to see teams really smash it out and like not like know how to win these penalties. So I think if it around united, every single one goes into the top corner. Mm. And yeah. um I think you've got like throw-ins to set pieces there being evolved by like teams like Liverpool. I wonder which team is going to find the way to chase a game of the dying 10 minutes because Belgium want it. Like Belgium needed their last goal and all they did was get the ball and hoof it up to Lakaku. Who took yeah. a touch? It either went slightly towards a teammate, or he lost the ball and it went back at the other end. Uh, it's just, it's just like painful to watch. Like Belgium had the ball for a good like eight minutes; so they could have made something happen. And they just carried on hoofing the ball up the pitch to get the ball, go straight back to them. And uh, I, I'm interested to see when a team figures out what to do in those last few minutes because uh, it was a bit boring. The, the most boring bit of the game for me was that final five minutes with Belgium.
0: Yeah, they for me, I didn't think any. There was a Point in the game where I thought maybe they take the lead. I think De Bruyne had that shot, and there was a point after they got that penalty, the momentum that they may get the equaliser. But yeah, the last ten minutes or so they had no real, a bit like us when we one nil down against Denmark. We had they had no real sort of, they never really looked like getting back in the game for me personally. And going back to um, De Bruyne, I think I don't know whether you remember the national anthem they went for all the players. De Bruyne looked as pale as, pale as a goat, he looked so pale. I don't, I don't think he was quite right. I think he had a few moments in the game where he had a driving run and the shot, but I think apart from that he wasn't, you know, the boy we're used to seeing you know, and I think he, he did his best but I didn't think he looked right from the start, personally Well, didn't uh, they
3: say um even playing the game with torn ankle ligaments?
0: Well, that I, th- I think personally they, they they rushed him into the game because they knew how important he is mm. I think if this is, it's the reason why Eden Hazard didn't play in De Bruyne did, I think that, that's how important he is to that side um yeah, obviously Martinez's future is is under question, isn't it at the moment? Um, so I'll go to Naeem uh, on this one finally before we move on to the third game. Um, first of all, do you think Martinez should go, and if so, who should replace him? But also, what were your thoughts on on the game overall?
2: Yeah, so unfortunately in the game, I thought yeah, Italy they were pretty much in control the whole game. You know, obviously Belgium <clears throat> they did have they did have their chances, but. I don't know, yeah, like like you're saying, with Lukaku, this wasn't really clinical um, that that night. And um, I don't know if it was an occasion or whatnot, but it, sometimes it just doesn't really seem to perform in these big games. But yeah, um, in, t- in terms of the game, yeah, Italy they did they score two good goals to be fair. But, um, obviously, Insigne getting the pick of the bunch with a nice curling shot. but yeah, Mobile, yeah, uh, football, you you always see footballers do that anyway, because mm-hmm. half the times you, you we know that they're not injured, but they are just kind of just play acting. So yeah yeah, yeah the, um yeah I, I feel yeah obviously like when we came with de bruyne yeah you, you could tell he was like kind of half fit like he, he still was he still was um trying to like uh, pull the strings in midfield but it just wasn't enough in the end and yeah with martinez i think yeah he should go now because um he's had what um he had the last world cup and he's had mm-hmm. this and and with with the players that like belgium have um they should really be getting well, they should have really minimum got to the semi-finals this year. I know they did in the World Cup, but in terms of who should replace him, it's kind of a uh, tricky one. It's just who's out there really. Um,
0: mm, that's the thing. That's the problem at the moment. Who's thing, yeah. top class? I mean, someone like Antonio Conte is available. Whether he would want to manage the country he's not from, I'm not sure. Whether what what his views are on that, But I think a lot of a lot of managers that are out there. that Are good managers. How many are available? That that's usually that's the problem yeah. at the moment.
3: Uh, uh, a curious question quickly um, why you were talking in the like 30 seconds you were talking Ryan appears to have moved <laughs> from work and gone on holiday to Butlins i just, <laughs> just, just got a question I've just got a question just wanted to like uh, Ryan <laughs> what just
0: happened
1: well I it was uh, very dark in my in the office so I thought I'd come outside and show you all the glorious uh norfolk countryside
0: <laughs> well, fair play, it, it, i mean i've been there before and it's a very nice golf course i will say it's um it's not bad especially on a summer's day maybe not in the rain but i've been there on a nice warm day me and both me and naim went down there and yeah it's, it's a nice place fair you've got a nice place to work at so hmm. um yeah fair play
2: but well, yeah going back to our uh, miners. um i think if they i think they should get a new manager soon enough because Obviously, you've got the World Cup next next um, November slash December. So, if they want to get a new manager in, It'll be this would be the best time. So, you know, he can uh, bring his players in and then obviously get a system running up for the um, World Cup. But t- I-, I can't really think of much people out there that can, um, that can replace him. I can't really think of anyone on the top of my head. So, it'll be interesting to see who they get if they do get rid of him.
0: Great. So, now we're on to the third game and the one where the eventual winners played in this game, uh, Denmark. And continue their magical journey against Czech Republic with a two-one win, um, and yeah, I just want to sort of talk about this game in a bit more detail because um, I mean they they took a 2 0 lead um, in in this game for me, and I think they were I and mean, I know the obviously Shit got the goal on Czech had that goal back, but I think overall Denmark were a way better team uh, in this game, uh, and I think personally that. Uh, for me, the momentum is really with Denmark. I really, I really think that you know, I really think that this could be their tournament. I do think that there's something about them. There's something about the way they're playing. There's something about the togetherness. I'm probably repeating what I said in the last podcast, but I do think that there's something about them which really impresses me. I mean, Damsgaard looks an exceptional young player. I mean, he's come in really because of the Ericsson, Ericsson incident. Um, so he's obviously with one sad incident that's happened. It sort of has brought someone else into the fray and someone else to sort of um shine in the limelight. And I think that he's an exceptional I think defensively they they'd be mostly excellent. Um yeah and I think overall I think that to the Czech Republic, I think that they should be proud of what they did. I think they did very well to get to the quarter final. I think that is way further than probably anyone expects them to um to go, especially naim Um and I think that um yeah I, I, I just feel that Denmark um just to check the Czech Republic I've had a very good tournament, but I think for me, um, it was a step too far, and I think that um, I think Shakespeare's excellent, I think he's been a standout star for them, and I do think that um, he may have a few suitors uh, coming up in the summer, uh, whether he'll leave his count, come, I don't know, but I'm going to go to Naeem first on this one. Um, do you think Denmark can, like myself, continue their magical journey, or do you think that um, do you think that they're the semis as good as it get for Denmark and what were your thoughts on the game overall
2: yeah thoughts on the game yeah I uh, thought in the first half yeah Denmark they, they were pretty much all over Czech Republic but obviously at half time the Czech Republic manager he, um made two changes and then that seemed to kind of uh, shift the balance of the game in a way um, but in the end obviously Denmark yeah they just kind of um, held out for the 2-1 win and yeah this well, I, I, I said they'll finish third in my prediction, but so all the predictions I've like done, all the opposite have come in. So I think yeah. any predictions that I do, I'm just gonna back the opposite of what's gonna go on. But semi, um, I, with semi-finals, it's just a, it's just a one-off game, really. So you never know, um, cause with England they can't take them lightly because the last two, well, the last two times they have played them, um, obviously them beaten them and they've they've drawn so I know obviously that's in, that was in different circumstances obviously there was no fans Um it was in the qualifying game but I, I, I don't think they'll get battered but I think it'll be more closer than people are thinking I don't think it will I don't think there'll be much goals in there but yeah I reckon they got a good chance of getting to the final you know why not you know you just have to see what happens but yeah um I reckon they they got a good chance.
0: And Alex, um, thought on Denmark and thought on the game overall and Czech Republic?
3: Uh, yeah, I, I think Denmark are pretty good. Um, I, I, see, Denmark, I'm, they're the team that I don't want to face as an England fan. Because mm. it's kind of like going on from thing. I do what you've said as well throughout the podcast, Andy, is just that they've got that spirit that you can't, there's no way you could ever manufacture like the team is together more than any other team probably is right now, and also it's just like I think I think with Gareth Southgate he's probably he probably had a a plan for Italy he probably had a plan for Spain that remains largely unchanged. I reckon his plan for Denmark pre-tournament has just been torn into pieces because they've just morphed into something so different since that first game, and then they're in such rampant momentum. It just takes something incredibly good or incredibly boring to to stop them. Um, my, 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 my opinion i to throw out though, though, well it's not mine, but I saw it on Twitter um, following the Czech Republic game, which I thought was interesting. Is Vladimir Sufal one of the top 10 right-backs in the world? Now, don't laugh just because he's from West Ham and the Czech Republic, but by all accounts, he was at least probably the top two last year in the Premier League. I mean, he had shots against the team of the season. He's yeah. been very, very good for the Czech Republic this summer. At this current moment,
0: is he top 10 in the world or Europe? I think he's definitely one of the more underrated right backs. I mean you think of people talk about right back, you think of Trent, you think of Carver Howe, you think of um Bellerin. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, they, 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 I don't think the world is sort of full of world class right backs absolutely. That's what I'm thinking.
3: I can't think of nine other yeah. better I think Trent, Kyle Walker, probably Kyle Trippier. Walker. Yeah, then so, he, yeah. To maybe. Yeah, soccer Actually, no, they're not, I think they're tired. I think they're tired, Wan soccer yeah. is Super.
0: Yeah, but I think yeah, I don't think there's many right back. And I think even this game itself, I mean the the cross he put in flag goal was excellent. And I think that as well, the terms of the, the, the money they paid West Ham for Kufal I and mean, what they've got in return. Same with Suchek, as well, some excellent business from West Ham. I met, I did mention it before in a previous podcast, but I think yeah, he I think he I think he has that warrior sort of mentality that I think that um a Team like West Ham needs, and I think the hmm. same as the team like Czech Republic, who was sort of being the perennial underdogs for the whole of this tournament. So yeah, I, I think that I think it's definitely I think it's definitely a shout for it. I think it's definitely a shout for him being in the top ten right backs. Um I think I always like to put players in these top ten if they have more than one good season. I don't like putting him in after one good season. I like to see how they do. Yeah, that's a cop out. I'm talking right now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well. On form, he's one of the more informed right backs in. The I world. I'd agree with you. I'd yeah. agree. Um, no, um uh, Alec, uh, Ryan, sorry, what what were your thoughts on this game? And um, Denmark in general.
1: Um know, really. It's hard to really judge because I think most people expected Denmark to win. I don't I thought Czech Republic though they put up a, a great performance because you know Patrick Sheikh, especially as someone who sort of been around for a little while, even though he's really young, just because he's he was so talented as a youngster. And I hope he actually gets a good move this summer to a club that actually appreciates him a little bit more because uh, he's got all the talent there. But I mean, looking at Denmark, really, they seem to have it all together at the moment, a bit like Italy. Like, obviously, they don't have the. The same, you know, level of player in terms of what Italy have, but they have the confidence behind them. They have, you know, the the kind of flow, kind of, you know, they just everything's clicking for them, and every player is outperforming themselves at the moment. You know, you look at Martin Braithwaite, someone who I think I think again another player who's had a really good tournament doesn't get spoken about enough. He gets like ridiculed because you know Barcelona signed him. Um, but, you know, he's he's always been a good player. And, you know, Damsgaard gets talked about a lot. Kasper Dolberg is another one. Obviously, Alex, knows you know about him as a league leaguer expert. But even when he was at Ajax, he's he's such a talent. And it's good that people are now starting to really see it a bit more. But I'm not going to give my prediction just yet for the England game because I haven't decided. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's very interesting.
0: Mm, definitely. And finally, the one we've all been waiting for, Denmark will play England in the semi-final of the, of the Euros after Gareth Southgate's men won 4-0 on Rome on Saturday night with two goals from Harry Kane, either side of a Harry Maguire header, with um, the main man, Jordan Henderson, getting a, uh, his first international goal to give England a very convincing 4-0 win. Um, I'll ask Alex, but I'll ask all you three boys, because you're all English, is it coming home?
3: Ah, don't ask me
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me that. That's a horrible question.
3: I can't call it, you know. I really can't. I, England were so good against Ukraine. And yes, Ukraine. We, I, I'm pretty sure I said it. They're the weakest team England could have played. But still, they tore them apart. And it was hmm. such a good plan from Southgate. And I, I, I tweeted it. I am um, I'm not retracting criticisms of him, but Salco certainly proved, I think, everyone here wrong and nearly everyone in England wrong. We we're all slating him, and rightfully so in a lot of aspects, because he was playing tournament football with friendlies, which is boring. But it's paid off, especially since the group stage. The team's played a lot better, moved the ball a lot quicker, and I, I, it has, you have to commend him. He's not, England haven't considered a goal in five mm. games, which has never been done at the Euros. That's a crazy stat. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. Look, I think, think how weird it is that Jordan Pickford and Raheem Sterling could be shouts players of the tournament. Well, maybe more Sterling. Sterling is a genuine shout for player of the tournament. Mm. How weird yeah. is
0: that? He is the um, bookie's favourite player of the tournament, Raheem Sterling, at the moment. Uh, albeit, yeah, they're looking at it from an English betting site's point of view. But even so, I think yeah, I think it probably is a favourite at the moment. Um, I know someone else who did retract a statement was Ryan. I think he put a tweet out retracting it, retra- retracting his BTEC Tech Unai Emery. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, as good as Unai Emery. Though.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's still not as good as Unai Emery, but um, yeah, I'd say that's probably the best I've ever seen England play in the tournament, personally. Just they were they were interesting to watch. They played good football, they tacked and uh, you know, I think people were very harsh on, on Ukraine because they weren't awful, but they made that sub and they looked really threatening, you know, for just before half time. I think if I had gone on an extra five or ten minutes, I could have seen Ukraine get an equaliser. But England just sort of uh, obviously the Maguire goal I think killed the game off really, and then mm. from there Ukraine kinda just you know, they knew it was going to happen, so they kind of gave up. But, yeah, it's whether now he reverts back to type against Denmark and goes more conservative, you know, and def- uh, defensive, or if he sticks to that attacking kind of philosophy. I'd like to see him stick to the attacking philosophy because we all want to watch that. It's more interesting to watch, makes for a better game. Obviously, looking at it as an England fan, you want just to win the game and get through to the final. So, I don't know. it would be interesting to see what changes he makes, if Bakayi Saka is fit, if Grealish, you know, is maybe put back in. And then you've got lots of Foden as well. Henderson. and Again, I believe they still have players who are on bookings, aren't they? I uh,
2: think, no, okay, I think it's reset. Now.
1: Oh, it's reset? Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go then. So, It doesn't really need to make wholesale changes in midfield to protect those players. But... Yeah, I mean, even if they get past Denmark, if they came up against Italy in the final, I don't think they would beat them. If they came up against Spain, I think they would. So, I mean, it's anyone's guess really. There's no, I don't think there's an outstanding favorite until the final is set really.
0: Did you agree, Neil? What are your thoughts on the game and um, England sort of whether they whether they could beat Italy if they get to the final? Um, yeah, and uh, do you think they could win? Or what are your thoughts overall?
2: Yeah, um, well, I missed the first goal, to be fair. Um, turned it over and then you know, was celebrating, but no, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty comfortable... <laughs> <laughs> it was England, man, a boring to watch. No, um, I don't think I'd miss anything, but um, yeah, no, it was, it was a pretty comfortable victory. He's um, done what was needed, obviously. He, he brought Santro in, which was good to see, you know. Should should have seen him a bit earlier, but yeah, no, he, um, he played well, to be fair, um, uh, Santro and even Henderson getting his first international goal. It says it all, really, doesn't it? But, yeah, I'm not really looking too much into this game because we've seen it all before. We get, get all excited and then we get, beat, we get beat by, like, Denmark or someone. But, no, I was, happy, I was happy with the victory and, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens in the semi-finals. But, yeah, I'm not getting carried away just yet. So what
3: with the Sancho thing, I really like his reasoning for actually picking him. It, it, it's made me feel a bit lighter because he said something like, after the game... He wanted in because he knew Ukraine were going to play a back five, so he wanted a right-sided winger to stretch it as much as possible, which is why I kind of think he might play against Denmark.
2: Mm.
3: Mm. Yeah. you don't reckon he'll bring back. back in? I don't think he put Saka back in. I think it's going to be the same front line. Want go for a
2: back four or, or match Denmark with a back five?
3: Oh, that's interesting, actually. Mm. Maybe we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think Sancho. I mean, I, I doubt he would do this because you have got to have players who are who are like match fit. But I do think that maybe he's been saving Sancho for all these later rounds. Maybe he's got his paddle, Maybe he's not played in the whole tournament. If he wants him fresh for these last two or three games. But um, I think players personally do need to play seven games to, to tournament ready. But in terms of this game, I want to I want to give England praise. Well, just defensively, I think that uh, first of all, I don't know what was happening is Ryan's camera. He seems to have. Um, his camera seems to have gone into a little bit of a fit. It's like I feel like having some sort of nineteenth trans yeah, rave or something. It's
3: it's stable now, he's stable.
0: Okay. Um but yeah, I, I think that I got a pretty thing on the defensive. I think Pickford had a slight wobble towards the end, but I think overall he's an been excellent the whole tournament. Um I think that uh, in that game against Ukraine, I thought people like Maguire and Walker and Stones were just excellent were really solid defensively, and I didn't think they give Ukraine much of a chance. And I do think that um I mean, I gave the name six for, for missing the goal. I actually fell asleep in the second half and missed the Henderson goal, so I missed. <laughs> What's wrong with yeah. you guys? Well, in my defence, I, I was up a quarter past six for work. That's my only defence I have, but I was up really early for work. You should uh, have been at the fucking pub. <laughs> I, mean, I, I live in Wales. So there's no chance of people... That's not You're part of the game. UK.
3: But you, you, are, you ba- are you back in Eastern Europe over England, are you? Oh, no,
0: I don't. <laughs> I'm always back in home nations. I... Do not agree with particularly Welsh people. It's different diff- in rugby; it's different because there's more of a rivalry with England and Wales. But I think when it comes to football, I do think that I I don't understand this whole. I'm supporting anyone but England. I can understand the Scotland people because they do they, they do slag off the English in the national anthem. But I I have no sort of I have no, I I have I'm always supporting England. And I always wanted to do well because I don't get this whole anti England so, thing. So in, in, you're not
3: you're not like the Scottish fans putting Ukraine flags up in their back garden. No.
0: No, no. But I did. The, I saw the the three goals. But it's a shame that I missed my like player. I absolutely love score the goals. Well, so that's the only downside to that game. But overall, I thought England were very impressive. And I think that um, I think if, it, if there's any chance they them making the final, this, this is their chance. And I think if they can't do it this time round, then I'm not sure when they ever will. But that concludes our quarterfinal reviews. We are now going to go onto our semi final. So.
3: Wait, um, what? What? Wait, are we not going to get our predictions on the quarters? What if we got it uh, right?
0: Yes, give me. Here idea. we go. I've
3: been. I've been waiting for this. So
0: yeah. so, what we have two that are bang on predictions. wife We have two predictions that were bang on correct.
2: Well, so, none of mine, then.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see. you will see now, my friend. you will see now. <laughs> um, so the first game was obviously Spain, Switzerland. Um, I said three-one Spain. Alex said two-one Spain. Ryan said 2-0 no, Spain, and Naeem said 2-1 Spain. So, sadly, no one was correct, but we all backed <laughs> the winner, which is some sort of consolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, our next game is Belgium-Italy on this one. Now, I said 4-3 Italy. I was way off on that. On that. <laughs> um, Alex said 1-0 no, Italy.
2: Oh.
0: Ryan said 2-0 no, Italy, but Naeem said 2-1 Italy. Did I? I
2: thought I said 2-0.
0: No, you said 2 1 Italy. So um, you were the first correct predictor. Now, next game, Czech Czech Republic Denmark. I said 2 1 Denmark. So congrats to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ali said 1 0 Denmark. Ryan said 3 1 Denmark. And Naeem said uh, 1 1 after normal time and then 2 1 in extra time. And I've actually, my writing's so bad, I've forgotten what you actually put down. My writing's terrible. I thought I said Denmark you, in
2: that, extra time, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is Denmark. Yeah, if, if you guys don't know, I've got terrible writings. Awful. Um, next, final game, England-Ukraine. Uh, England won. I, put, I said 3-0 England. Alex uh, said 2-1 oh. England. Ryan said 1-0 Ukraine. And um, <laughs> Naeem said 1-0 England. I gotta say, I'm actually glad it was 4-0 because I almost put a bet on 3-0 Maguire anytime, so I mean, it's a good thing I didn't put a bet on that because that could have been
2: Human. quite you won't fail.
0: And, I, and I, I <laughs> couldn't have been, I couldn't have been angry at Henderson for scoring a fourth. So it's, it's a good thing that I didn't, it didn't happen. But we are now on to the semi-finals. So as mentioned before, Spain will play Italy, batting out on tomorrow night before England be, try to beat Denmark to reach their first major tournament final since 1966, which we all know what happened in that tournament. So we're gonna go and get my pen and get my pen. Um so we're gonna to go to Italy-Spain on this one, first of all. So I'm gonna go for two 0 Italy on this one. Um we'll go to Alex next. What what's your prediction? I'm going uh 2-0 Spain. 2-0 Spain. Ooh.
3: I'm taking Ryan's approach from the Ukraine-England <laughs> game. And I'm just doing I'm just doing it to
2: be different. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh and then Nine. What, what's your prediction?
2: Um, I want. I want to go two-one Italy again. I think. I think they will concede again. Two-one um,
0: Italy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Ryan, what what's your predictions?
1: Um, a nearly win. Mm-hmm. Just trying to gauge what the score will be. Um, I think three-one Italy. Three-one. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, and then the other game, we are going to go for England Denmark. So, first of all, it's going to be Ryan back to you. Mm. Um, predictions on this game?
1: So, I don't know, because every time i back against England, it kind of works. So, yeah. but I don't know. Um, I think Denmark on penalties. And what is there going to be the. Um, um, nil nil.
0: Nil no, nil. No. Oh, oh wow! A stinker. That's a stinker again. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh god. Um, and we go to name What's your prediction? Um,
2: I don't know. I, 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 I want to say England are going to keep another clean sheet, but I don't know. Um, I'll go. I'll go two on England.
0: Okay, and uh, Alex.
3: Oh, nine no, it's so,
2: so tight. It's so tight. Yeah.
3: You know, <laughs> uh, it's tight, but I am going to call it 5-0 England.
0: Oh, my God. That is, that is, that is a real shocker. I thought you'd go for maybe a 2-1 or a 1-0 England. No, no. It, or... You back the boys. It's 5-0 <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the opposite of Ryan's tactic. <laughs> If you average <laughs> mine and Ryan's prediction out,
3: it might work out the correct one. And if oh, that does geez. happen, me and Ryan can combine and say we have got the correct prediction. Cheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So the
0: the gang of the gang of aren't they? They're just they got a <sighs> against us. So I have gone for three two Denmark. I've gone for.
2: I saw
0: think, I, I think they win winning the whole tournament. I thought think Denmark are going to beat Italy. I think if England win. They will lose to Italy in the final. But I do think that if Denmark win, I can see them beating Italy personally. I think that, yeah, I, I've mentioned it before how much I think they're going to win it. So, yeah, that is it. So that concludes um our quarter final review and mm-hmm. our semi-final preview uh, this week. So we will be back for, for a semi-final review as we look ahead to the to the final, which and then the pod the pod after that, we will then look ahead to our team of the team of the tournament we will go through our team of the tournament before we then eventually go back to all the the latest club news there's been Mm. quite a lot so we look forward to bringing you all the updates once the year finishes so once again i've been your host andy This, this has been alex this has been naim and this has been ryan
2: see you later guys
0: see you guys